What is up, everyone? This is Jeff from Jeff Needs Sports, and this is 15 Minutes on College Football. What's up, everyone? Uh, as we know, the college football first college football playoff rankings from the official committee came out Tuesday night. Uh, I'm, you know, I'm a college football guy. Eat, sleep, you know, breathe it the the whole nine yards. So uh, I just want to kind of give my instant reaction, go through the top ten, and discuss, you know, what they got right, what they got wrong, and and kind of kind of break this thing down for you, lead, leading into the future. So um, you know, first of all, go check out Off the Ball Network for. Every all our great creators, the podcast, uh, the the writers, the articles, everything. You know, check out Jeff Need Sports anywhere you get podcasts. So here we go. Uh, number one, Georgia. Uh, it had they had to be number one. I don't I don't think they're as head and shoulders above everybody else, but that really doesn't matter. Um, essentially, with with who they put at number two, they got kind of a hall pass. Um, as long as Georgia finishes the rest of the season they don't have a super tough schedule especially based on their talent you know they get the sec championship game and lose they're still in so georgia outside of a probably once in a decade maybe once in a two decade upset is in uh to alabama you know this is the first one right now the committee got totally wrong they put them way too high all it all this does this doesn't even help alabama as much as it helps georgia because what this what this does to georgia is the worst thing Georgia can do, assuming again, there's not a once in a couple decade upset, is lose to the number two team in the country in the SEC championship game. So it really, really helped out Georgia. I don't, I don't see the sense in putting them here. We'll talk about it later, but if I have no problem giving Alabama a chance at the playoffs, they're a really, really, really good team. They're not the world beater like they were last year. But the fact of the matter is they could have brought them in at six or five and then because Alabama has to beat Georgia to get in, in, or Alabama has to win the SEC championship. Oh, yeah, Georgia's in it. So Alabama has to beat Georgia to get in. What I don't see the reason to put them at two. That makes no sense to me. Put Alabama at five or six, and then if they don't beat Georgia, then you don't have to worry about it. You know, Then everybody knows where they stand. So I didn't like that one at all. I really thought uh, that was a huge – You know, that was a big you know kiss on the cheek to Alabama. It's not an SEC bias thing. It, it just it – just, wasn't the right position, you know, for Bama. Because if Bama loses to Georgia, they're going to drop them out. But why Why deal with that until the last week? I don't know. Uh, three, Michigan State. This was an easy one for them. Undefeated, huge conference team. A great win over uh, Michigan, you know, last week, which everybody considers, you know, a really good team. So that's their big win. And and also they know that going forward, Michigan State has, you know, a, a schedule that will figure it out. Whoever, if any of the three teams, the top three teams in the Big Ten East, don't lose the rest of the way, they're in. So you put the highest ranked one first, and then you work your way down. This was an easy one; it'll work itself out. I don't have a problem with putting Michigan State here. It doesn't ruin anything. It doesn't change anything. You know, I'm fine with it. Um, you know, it, it this this is the one that was kind of an easy one uh, for Oregon. Uh, this is one where this is as high as they, Oregon could have possibly hoped for. Uh, everything is based on a win in Columbus uh, two months ago. You know, they they looked really good in that game. Everybody in the world knows that that wasn't the best Ohio State team that they were going to get. That doesn't change it. Uh, Ohio State was 
healthy and they were ready to go that game. They got beat by Oregon at home. That factors in Oregon. Here's the, here's what I don't like what they did to Oregon. And it's not, I, I, here's the thing. The committee talks about both sides of the face, whether they factored in or not. So now Oregon's basically on a chopping block because their schedule remaining is pretty weak. The PAC 12 is not represented at all in the top 25 outside of Oregon. So Oregon is the one team that can do their best went out and still get left out of the playoffs. So they really kind of set them up for failure. But again, at four, this is high as Oregon can hope uh, at five, the high state Buckeyes, you know, th- th- this is a little too high. Every, t- every team under one ever under number one is probably a, a spot too high. At least, you know, the Buckeyes are in the same position as Michigan state. This is as high as the Buckeyes could hope for. They don't have a dominant victory against a decent team. They really just don't. I mean, the Penn State was a good team, and it was a sloppy win. They could have been a blowout or whatever. They easily could have beat Oregon. They did not, clearly did not. Um, they're not holding that loss against them as much as they are other teams. This is where they're, you know, the, the committee gets a little confusing. But uh, Ohio State of five, like as an Ohio State fan, as an Ohio State podcaster, we have zero to complain about. Ohio State fans have zero to complain about. They've got, a, you know, They've still got two top 10 teams left on their schedule, plus a 10 championship game, which by then, Ohio State's in fine position. They they couldn't have asked for anything better than this. And number six, now here's the first team that really just, just took a screw in from the committee. They put Cincinnati at six. Now, Cincinnati came into the season, you know, with expectations to make the playoffs. They've done everything they could do. They've got a you know they've got the big win at Notre Dame, which Notre Dame like rebounded from that loss, and Notre Dame still looks like a really good team. And right now they're a top ten team. We'll talk about them here in a minute. So I don't mind I don't mind the fact that they've got Cincinnati six because do I think that Cincinnati beats the rest of the top five definitely in a in a playoff game? No, I don't. But my point is the committee didn't tell us that the committee should say that in the summer like well here's the criteria here's what we're going to hold against you all this they did not do that they they let us believe that being undefeated was really important which we're going to talk about a, a team here in a minute apparently not and then they they really set up Cincinnati for failure so now what, what I don't like about this and here's the biggest problem that they had drop Bama to six and put Cincinnati at two and I think everybody would agree with it. And the scenarios are all still the same. Bama has to win out. Cincinnati has to win out and look good. You, you've at least now you've put Cincinnati in the position to where they have to try and blow teams out and they have to, to watch the people above them. And that is not what it's supposed to be. So all the everything takes care of itself thing, I don't like because that's not how it's supposed to be. This is supposed to be where you're at right now in the season, not don't worry about it. This is how it's going to play out the rest of the year. So I did not like what they did to Cincinnati. Cincinnati is forced to watch the scoreboard. You know, if it's the fourth quarter now, Cincinnati doesn't really have the the option to rest the guy if things are going really good because, my gosh, seven points here or there could cost them a playoff berth. Uh, it's just a weird situation they put them in. I see no reason why they couldn't have flip-flop Alabama and Cincinnati. We still have the same season. Every game means the same and I guess I put it this way: they could have screwed Cincinnati last week of the season. Uh, it, it's it just uh, made. It, I have I have no real fickle was really salty today. He he came at the committee committee chairman and all that. I, I don't blame him. It's emotional. He's an emotional guy. He's standing up for his team. And now, essentially, they're put in a position to beg 
and try to blow lesser teams out. The SMU loss really hurt them last week, but uh, Cincinnati took the the almost the worst of it. But um, they're they're not dead, as Mo Murphy from Up in Flames told me. Uh, but uh, they um, it's their destiny is not in their own hands, as we like to say in sports. Which, if you know anything about destiny, it's never in your own hands. Stay in the hand or there. So Michigan at number seven. This is perfect. This is the one that they nailed. Michigan has done has looked really good. They've done everything. They had a 16-point lead on Michigan State, which they didn't hold against Michigan State. That's fine. So if we're going to call Michigan State number two, Michigan had them on the ropes. They didn't win, but they still they didn't look silly doing it. I think number seven for Michigan is fine. Uh, if they're a spot too high or spot too low, I, do, I really don't care. They're in a good position. They went out. They're in. That, that, that's, where the, that's where Michigan's out. They went out. They, they're going to beat Penn State. Assuming, I guess I shouldn't say that. If they went out, they're not necessarily in. They if if Ohio State and Michigan State, okay, it's it. If Ohio State doesn't lose when Michigan plays them, and then they get to beat them, and then they get to win the Big Ten championship game there. And so Michigan State, Michigan. I'm sorry, I confuse the two because I don't like either one of them. Michigan's in good shape. That's what. That's the short story. So. At number eight. Now, here's where things went crazy. And because they announced these in, you know, backwards order, of course, Oklahoma at number eight. And at first, you know, at knee jerk, everyone's like, well, yeah, it's Oklahoma. They've had done this. We watched the Kansas game, watched the Tulane game. We've seen, we've seen the uh, Heisman contender get benched, all these things. And then we forget that Oklahoma came into the season, you know, ranked in the top four and are undefeated. And now they're they're eighth going into this. Now, the good news to Oklahoma is they have really good game. They have the good games left. They have Baylor and Oklahoma State left on the schedule. They've got Iowa State. You know all these things to take care of themselves, but unprecedented to put a, a power conference, major conference team, blue blood team, undefeated at at number eight. This was a this was the one that I don't care who you are, this shook things up. Um, it, it just doesn't make any sense. And now they put Oklahoma in a position. What, what I don't like about this is Oklahoma doesn't have teams that they play above them. So I don't know how they move up outside of wins and stuff. Now, is the committee going to knee-jerk and move Oklahoma up four spots if they beat Oklahoma State? I, I, I don't have any idea what their what their thought process was here. But um, we've just never seen a Blue Blood team treated like this. I don't care what you think of Oklahoma. Again, the criteria was not given to us. We were never told that we don't care if you're undefeated because this is where it gets messy. The crowd that's coming, you know, at us saying, you know, Cincinnati's done everything they could. They're undefeated. They ought to be higher. Okay, then Oklahoma should be too. That same crowd's like, well, no, Oklahoma's look like crap. Then like, okay, well, then Cincinnati wants to forget the Navy and Tulane game. This is how this is. This is how this works. And I understand some of the problems with the committee, but they could have avoided a lot of the future problems by giving these teams a chance to fail rather than making them earn it. So what my guess is the committee is going to do is just leapfrog people the rest of the season. I, I don't know if they're doing it for fun. I don't know if it's to prove a point about they need more teams in the playoffs. I have no idea what's going on. But I know for a fact that Oklahoma in in any other year, any other time, is not ranked eighth in the country right now uh, at this point in the season. It's, it's, it's crazy. Uh, number nine, Wake Forest, my favorite team of the year so far. This is a team that 
you know, here we go again. If you're telling me Cincinnati's number two, then I guess Wake Forest is number three because they're doing the same thing. I, I understand the Notre Dame. I, it's all how much you like Notre Dame is how much you care about Cincinnati. That's a whole different discussion. But uh, Wake Forest is as high as they could possibly hope for. You know, if it was Clemson, we have them up. The, the thing about Wake Forest is they can finish the season and not play and not have a win against a top 25 team, which is which is insane. So they're doing their part. They're fun to watch. You know, they had a shootout with Army a couple weeks ago. Like, But they're, I don't think they have uh, anything to lose. And it will be really, really, really interesting to see if Wake Forest can finish this out. I think they'll lose to North Carolina, and then this will all be a moot point. But I would love to see them finish this out and see what the committee has to tell Wake Forest of why if Clemson's undefeated, they're guaranteed in. If North Carolina's undefeated, they're guaranteed in. And all of a sudden, Wake Forest, no, not you. But we're going to but then what we do with Cincinnati. So this is really um this is really a fun team. I like the way they're playing, you know, good for Wake Forest. At number 10, uh you wanna you want to talk about being in a friend zone. You got Notre Dame. So Notre Dame is a really good team. I thought that they were gonna I really thought they were gonna fall off after this after the Cincinnati loss. They kind of their quarterbacks got healthy and they kind of figured it out. They're they are they are a solid team. They can play with um, they can honestly keep it they can play with anybody in the country, especially if they're right. They're a tough team. Um, no downside. Here's the problem. They do not have an extra game. They don't have a championship game this year. They're not in the ACC. When their season's over, it's over. Notre Dame at number 10. I, I, don't, I don't even see a path. I don't see – it would be one of the most catastrophic, crazy seasons ever to see Notre Dame possibly crawl into the top four based on schedules remaining – uh, you know, conference championship games and all that. They con- and so this is another one. This is another position to where they've said, well, you need to be in a conference, one of our conferences. We, we know that the, the powers that be run this thing, TV networks and so forth. So they basically told Notre Dame, well, I don't know. You can, you're, you're welcome to have your own network and all that and take that money, but you're going to get punished on the back end if you don't go undefeated every year and look great doing it. I do not see a world where Notre Dame jumps higher than maybe seven, six. It doesn't even matter. I don't care if they get the five. If you're at five with no chance to get the four, then who really cares? So Notre Dame's a good team that uh, I really don't feel has, has a chance at the college football playoffs this year, and they were in it last year. So uh, that's it. Uh, that that's my take on it. Uh, just we want to get that out there. We've done a lot of work in the Off the Ball Network uh, with this. So once again, go check us out. Um, Mo Murphy from Up in Flames did a great show last night. We got way more into this. Spent some more time. Had some great guests on. So again, everybody, uh, Jeff needs sports. Uh, anywhere you need podcasts, find the Off the Ball Network podcast. Anywhere you get podcasts, and find the Off the Ball Network dot com. And you know, check us out on Twitter and every other place. You know, we're here for you. We uh, we love you guys. Have a great week, and I, I can't wait to see how this college football season turns out, y'all.